Welcome to RV Out West. I'm your host, Brooks. My family of four's base camp is located in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, and our RV adventures radiate from there. I'm relatively new to RVing, and a few years ago, I convinced my wife that for an anniversary present, we should buy a used tent trailer from some friends of ours. Ever since then, we have fallen head over heels for the RV life, and we now find ourselves towing a 26-foot Jayco travel trailer. So grab yourself a mug of coffee and join us as we discuss RVing around the West. From sweet camping spots, gear and equipment, to tips and tricks, we've got you covered. We are RV Out West. Lake Chelan is a playground for adults and children alike. For those who live on the wet side of the Cascade Mountains, this is where they go to play. Lake Chelan is a beautiful four-hour drive from Seattle that weaves you through a mountain pass, past the kitsch Bavarian town of Leavenworth, and into the arid Wenatchee Valley. It is there that you join up with the Columbia River as it guides you, and you follow it alongside as you finally drop into the town of Chelan. During the summer, the hustle and bustle of Chelan is just so energetic, and to me, it exudes what summer break is all about. According to HistoryLink.org, Lake Chelan was formed more than 10,000 years ago, carved out by a valley glacier that extended from the crests of the Cascade Mountains to the Columbia River. The narrow lake, two miles at its widest, snakes through the hills for more than 50 miles in a northwest to southeast direction, ending in the south at the inlet into Chelan River. It is the largest, longest, and at nearly 1,500 feet deep, deepest lake in Washington, and the third deepest in America. Ironically, it empties into the state's shortest river, the Chelan, which, although dammed dry for much of the 20th century, flows barely four miles before joining the Columbia River for the run to the sea. Lake Chelan offers so many activities that are fun for the whole family. There's a host of other activities for couples looking for an escape with some much-needed rest and relaxation. Today, we're going to share with you about the things to do and where to stay when you visit Lake Chelan. With an abundance of sunshine, Lake Chelan has something for everyone, from romantic getaways, outdoor adventures, families, and the thrill-seeking junkies. They've got it all. The lake. This is the biggest reason people come here. Water activities are one of the biggest draws to the area. Of course, you can find boat rentals. There's pontoon boat rentals, ski boats. I believe you can even find those small, like, day sailboats like the Lasers. There's jet ski companies that provide jet ski rentals. You can also paddle. So there's bring your own stand-up paddle boards. You can find stand-up paddle boards or kayaks for rent, and you can go and either fish for trout or bass from the lake. There's all sorts of that kind of outdoor water-based activities, and there's a slew of operators in the area who are going to have any sort of watercraft that you may want to do and to use and to play with. Talking about paddling, if you are more of a serious uh, paddler not looking to just kind of be out floating in the middle of the lake and spending your activity that way and you are thinking that you do want to paddle the length of the lake you're really going to need a sea kayak and you're going to need to have some skills and self-rescue and be a more experienced paddler the reason i say this is that 
the wind on Lake Chelan can pick up and kick up at a moment's notice. And if it does, when you get farther north, there's not a lot of beaches where you could then go ahead and say, hey, I'm going to exit and wait this windstorm out and wait till it passes over. Because it's been formed by the glaciers, it's all these deep, deep walls that go down. So there's no, once it happens, you're in it. There's not really a place for you to pull over and wait it out, if you will. So just make sure you know that going into it, you're prepared for that. You have the skills and the expertise to manage those kinds of situations. But if you are and can, then I've heard nothing but absolutely wonderful things about paddling up to the north end to get to the town of Stahican. Fishing. There's a lot of fishing in the lake. So, of course, you have your traditional, you know, more of your trout and uh, bass fishing. But one of the really fun kind of prized fish to chase are called kokanee. And kokanee are a part of the salmon family, but they're essentially landlocked salmon. A little bit about the kokanee, or non-migrating form of sockeye salmon. And like all salmon, they die after their first spawning. When compared to other trout, they have finer scales, larger eyes, and a deeply forked tail. They average mm, 9 to 12 inches or so. And kokanee, uh, they can grow up to 20 inches when you have quality populations. The best time in and around the lake to chase kokanee is going to be in that fall to winter months. So this isn't really a summer activity, but it gives you the great thing that, you know, Lake Chelan is kind of a four-season destination. If you like water slides, then I recommend you check out Slidewaters Water Park there in Lake Chelan. They've been in business now about 39 years, uh, and I've been going to this park since I was a child. It's a 12-acre park. They have 19 attractions from slides, lazy rivers. They even have a hot tub. And it's a great way to spend the day making memories with your family. They do offer cabana rentals, so you can rent those and have your own spot to kind of stake out and meet back up with the family if everybody's going to do different slides and different act activities. You can uh, get more information at slidewaters.com. Lake Schlan is known for a lot of wonderful hiking, so the... You can check out um, the Washington Trail Association or WTA.org to really find the hike that's going to be appropriate for your level of activity and depending on how strenuous you want. If you really enjoy backpacking, then you can take the Lady of the Lake, which is the um, lake ferry boat that takes people up to Stahican, and they can drop you off at a section of trail and you can walk or hike all the way up to Stahican and then take the Our Lady of the Lake back down the lake if you wanted to kind of do a round trip that way. But again, check out WTA.org and put in Lake Chelan as your area. You can find a bunch of hikes in and around the area that'll be appropriate for what you're looking for or what you want to do. Um, cycling is also really big. There's a lot of road biking around the area. You could go road bike wine tasting and go kind of do a bike tour wine tasting thing. There's also a lot of uh, fat tire mountain biking trails out there. So if you're looking for some single track, you can go and again and search out those areas. But just know that that's a lot of opportunity in that area. If you're a golfer, there's a lot of um, golfing in the air. There's actually eight courses all within a short drive from the lake. If you're looking to get out of the campsite for a day and you want to go hit the links, you have some opportunities there to do that. Now, if you're a thrill seeker. 
There's a lot to do there. You can go paragliding, hang gliding, skydiving, zip lining. There are all tour operators in and around that area who provide those services as well. And a simple uh, Google search will yield some results for you. The other wonderful thing that Lake Chelan is known for is their wineries. With over 30 wine tasting rooms, Lake Chelan is a destination for all you cork dorks to come and taste. We have, and we have no problems taking our children to a tasting room. Uh, they don't come into the tasting room with us. Some of these uh, wineries have play structures outside so the kids can be outside. They can play on the play structures while you're in the tasting room doing your tasting. We don't typically stay and have a glass of wine. We will do a flight tasting and then pick up a bottle or two to take back to the campsite and pop the cork once we get back um, to our campsite. One of our favorites is called Nefarious, and it's up on the west side of the lake, and they have a great little patio where you can sit and do your tasting or have a glass of wine and look out over the lake, and it's just a beautiful, serene place. It's great. They have fantastic reds. Um, the only thing I will say, which I found out recently, is uh, they don't take dogs. We showed up with a little, we had a puppy, like a 10-week-old puppy, and we wanted to show up and go sit on the patio and just do a quick tasting. And we, the dog was just, it's a Boston Terrier. It was going to be a little lap dog, and they told us no. So that was a little disappointing. But... Um, there are a ton of other wineries in and around the area, so you can go find those out, and half the fun is just going and, and finding and tasting and, and finding the kind of wines that you like to taste, and then um, go find them. At the very opposite end of Lake Chelan is a small community called Stahican. I have never been to Stahican. And it is on my bucket list. Um, they only have about 90 full-time residents. And again, like I said, the community of Stahican is located at the head of the lake. And Lake Schland is 50.5 miles long. So if you think from the town of Chelan all the way up to the other end of the lake, 50 miles later, is the, this community of Stahican. The only way to get to Stahican is by boat, by the ferry. You can take Lady of the Lake Ferry. Uh, there are helicopters you can hire to take you up there, or you can hike your way in. Um, if you are one of those really looking to find an escape, find quietude that has amenities, then this is the place from what I have heard. Um, again, if you're, you know, you could go in, drop your RV and then go do an overnight trip. There's lodging up there. There's rest, a restaurant up there. There's a farm. There's a, a bakery that looks fantastic. So there are things to do up in Stahican. Now, where can you stay? There are about four places that you can stay with your RV around the town of Chelan. The one I most recently stayed at was Lakeshore RV Park. This is the city of Chelan's own RV park that they manage and run. 
It is right in town. It's close to all of the amenities in the city. There literally is a bowling alley across the street. There's a great ice cream shop of, you know, 15-minute walk away. The lake is a very short walk with a nice beach, so you can go and kind of have a beach day and bring your beach chair and the blankets, go swimming in the lake. There's a skate park right next door. Our kids had a blast going and riding their scooters in the skate park. There's beach volleyball courts right there. So there's a lot of little things you can do right there. The one thing about, and this RV park, the one thing about it is that it's more of like your traditional RV park. So there's not a lot of privacy between the sites. They do kind of pack you in there a little bit. But there are some sites that if you go, you can look around and find some more private spots. But even those are not going to be super private. And if you've been to an RV, typical RV kind of park, this should make sense as far as setting expectations. That said, though, they do offer complete full hookups on a lot of their sites. Lakeshore RV Park is super convenient, and again, it's located right in the heart of things. This, so if you're looking to experience kind of the town and want to do maybe do some nightlife or go out to eat at a restaurant and be able to walk to do all of that, this is the, a great place to stay. 25 Mile Creek Campground. This campground, as the name suggests, is actually only 15 miles outside of the town of Chelan. It's located on the western side of the lake. I have stayed at this campground many, many moons ago uh, as a tent camper. I have not yet returned with my travel trailer, and I am finding that making reservations for any weekend or time frame in the summer is proving to be very challenging. It's part of the Washington State Parks. It is right on the water. You are right there, so you're going to have, even if you're not pulling a trailer or you've got other family members, they can bring their tents, and you guys can all set up and kind of do your own thing. But it's a great place where you could be just a little bit outside of the town so it's a little more quiet, away from the hustle and bustle, and get a little more uh, peace and tranquility. But Washington State Parks are a great state park system. And so uh, 25 Mile Creek Campground is definitely a strong consideration and a place to look. But you're going to want to plan for that one probably at least nine months in advance to try and get a spot. Lake Chelan State Park. This is just 10 miles outside of Chelan. It's a 139-acre park on the forested south shore of Lake Chelan. This park has about 6,000 feet of shoreline and provides easy access to the lake. So you can. You can bring your paddleboards, your kayaks, you know, whatever other water toys you want to do and be able to take them directly from your campground down to the water's edge, put them in and go enjoy the a day. And with 6,000 feet of shoreline, it's a beach. So again, taking your lawn chair and packing a little cooler to take your little picnic down and sit and read a book, let the kids go swimming, you go swimming with the kids and just kind of have that more of traditional summer beach day here in Washington State, this is a great opportunity to kind of do that. The difference between Lake Chelan State Park and 25 Mile Creek Campground is that Lake Chelan State Park, again, is a little bit uh, more centrally located and closer to the town of Chelan. This next one I have not stayed at. It is a place I do want to stay at. It is Rio Vista Winery. I'm not sure this place is on the list, with Harvest Hosts or not, but they do allow RV camping and they've got a sweet spot that's quiet and secluded and away from the hustle and bustle of the summertime activities in Shalam. 
It's only about a 15-minute drive out of town, but this winery is located along the Columbia River. They do have a little, small little beach area. So again, you could, you know, easily set up your camp chair, grab a book, pop the cork, and enjoy a nice bottle of wine and just kind of have some tranquility. I'm not sure that I would say that this is a totally kid-friendly stopover. I mean, we've taken our kids there for about an hour or so while we go into the tasting room and do a flight tasting and pick up our bottles to go. The kids, their grounds are beautiful, and so the kids have fun just kind of roaming and exploring and checking it out. They'll go down to the beach and try to skip rocks in the river and do all of those other kind of activities. And Rio Vista Winery has been really good about kind of letting our kids just run around on their on their grounds. Um, their Barbera and Cobb Franc are some of my two favorite wines that they produce. So if you do end up going, I totally recommend that you check out those two. But if you do a tasting, I'm sure they'll be included in your tasting. Lake Chelan is a playground, again, for all ages. I mean, I really, really feel like this area does a great job of kind of conveying that idea and that feeling of summer break and what is summertime, and especially in Washington State. You know, in the summer, it's going to be hot, it's going to be warm, it's going to be beautiful. Uh, I totally recommend that if this destination is not on your list of places to go, you're missing out. If you're passing through our state or looking to plan a vacation to come out west to Washington State, I would absolutely recommend that you add this in as a place to come and see for yourself. It is beautiful. It's time for our pit stop. And in today's pit stop, we are talking to my daughter, Vivian, where we are going to be talking about what you need and what exactly makes the perfect s'more. You're going to want to give this a listen. Joining me today for our pit stop is my beautiful daughter, Vivian, otherwise known as Vivi. And today, she and I are going to be getting into the topic and a bit of a debate in our household about what makes the perfect s'more. Vivian, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, so as part of the debate in our house about what makes the perfect s'more, I feel like first things first, we should back up before we talk about all of the various different accoutrements that go into our s'mores charcuterie board, if you will, that we need to talk about the marshmallow. It is the essential piece of a s'more. So what is it? Vivian? Yeah. How do you, like, what methodology do you like to use to roast the perfect marshmallow? Well, I kind of, um, like, sometimes I go for burning it if I don't have patience. But I don't really like the too much crispy. So sometimes I just try and have some help or something like that to make it a perfect s'more. Okay, and so, it, but again, I want you to explain to me because what what is it then? Define, describe, use your best adjectives, your descriptive verbs, and tell me what makes the perfect marshmallow. Well, I um, to make a perfect marshmallow, I would start on the actual marshmallow. So I would roast it to like uh, 
until it's all like golden. And then. And where do you do that? Do you do that over hot yellow flames? What? Where do you? Where in the fire do you uh, try to put well, your s'more stick? Well, sometimes I basically put it in the fire, um, but I don't really want to do that now because I like perfect s'mores. So. Um, I would basically, if there's like a, a wood um, covering a small spot with a little bit of flames there that could cook it pretty well and not try and burn it, then I would probably go in that spot and steal it before my brother does. Well, and that's legit. That is totally legit. Now, the other question is, uh, are you rotating your s'more stick or are you putting it in and then pulling it out of the fire and letting it cool off before putting it back in? Like kind of describe to me, how do you, how do you cook it? Well, it kind of depends because um, for Christmas, I think, um, when we were at one of our friends' houses, um, they gave us this um, cool fishing rod thing. Um, it's where you can put hot dogs, two hot dogs, and you can cook those. And at the same time, you can also cook marshmallows, and it's like a fishing rod. But you can't really turn it to um, roast every side. So it really depends on how to roast that. But usually if I have the normal... Um, one to roast it. I would usually rotate it, but yeah. Well, and now tell me, can you describe to me what is your, your normal? Because you're right. The uh, fishing rod, hot dog, and marshmallow cooker is a pretty sweet, novel, cool thing to use to cook over the open fire. But when you're getting serious about your s'mores, you use what kind of stick do you like to use? Well, it's like a fork, but it's a stick. Um, for cooking s'mores. We use golf clubs. Oh, yeah, golf clubs. We use golf clubs that have a fork attachment where the head's been removed. We bought them many years ago at one of our local farmer's markets. There was a vendor selling them, and it was a great idea, so we picked up a couple of those. Yeah, we usually use those. Mm-hmm. So when you're using those, you subscribe to the the uh, rotating yeah the rotating it's more easier to um roast it because it's really hard to turn it with the fishing rod because it really it doesn't really turn then you need to flip it upside down and it's uh i got you i got you okay so now let's fast forward you've made the perfect s'more it's this nice golden ooey gooey delicious thing of marshmallows that are just freshly melted what's the first thing you're going to go grab for off the charcuterie s'mores board. Mm. I know, right? Tough call. Do you go straight to a graham cracker? Do you go to a waffle cookie? Do you go to a Girl Scout cookie? I or, think... Or do you go to chocolate? What do you go for? I think I would first um, get um, the graham cracker and get the um, top and um, bottom one ready. But then um, I think I would probably um, first do chocolate and um one time when we were camping and it was s'mores with some friends they um showed us nutella and put it on on my s'more and it was so good so i think i would do chocolate then do you um, go straight hershey's chocolate or do you have a particular type of chocolate that you like to use i think i would use um hmm, hershey's hershey's okay so those new reese's peanut butter cup thins that we've started using you don't like those i like them but i have been using them so many times so i kind of want to get something new 
Okay. So I would do that chocolate, and then um, I would use some Nutella. Then I think I would put mm. my marshmallow yep, on. Yeah, throw the Nutella on. That's delicious. And then I think I would put the graham cracker. Which, so you would go marshmallow, graham cracker, Nutella, and Hershey's chocolate? Yeah. I think my blood sugar's just spiked listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, when we are camping, it's after dinner, it's dark, you know, we're staying up late, we're staying up past bedtimes. Typically, now remember, mom might be listening. How many s'mores can you eat? Do you have a record? Well, I haven't really ate that much. One camping trip, like, it depends. Some camping trips I have one s'more, and the some ca- other camping trips I have two. I haven't really gone past two or one. So two right now is your current record. Yeah, but next camping trip, I'm going to shove marshmallows in my mouth. Just the marshmallows, or are you going to go full s'mores? S'more. <laughs> I'm going to shove it in my mouth. How much s'more do you think you can eat? Hmm. Well, I do love sugar. So That's true. I think I would probably go 10 or 20. 10 or 20 s'mores? Yeah. Holy smokes. <laughs> what what are you going to What if your dentist is one of our listeners? What would you, what would you say to your dentist right now? She just heard you say you want to eat like 10 to 12 s'mores. I mean, what would you say to her? <laughs> see ya. See you when I get back from the trip to fill some cavities. What would you say? Probably that. Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, Vivian, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate you talking with me about s'mores. Thank you. You're welcome. I love you. I love you, too. Thanks so much for listening today. In two weeks, we are going to be chatting with Sean Quinn, a former wilderness first responder and National Outdoor Leadership School instructor. He and I will be discussing wilderness first aid, which is probably not at all what you think it might mean. In the meantime, please be sure to share with your friends and family about this podcast and head over to Apple Podcasts and leave this show a rating and a review. If you're not yet subscribed to the show, please do so so you never miss an episode. Now, get out there, explore, and go see what's beyond the horizon. Thanks so much for listening to RV Out West. Join us again in two weeks with our next episode. Please like and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you choose to get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And I sure would appreciate if you left a rating or a review of the show. Special thanks to Scott Holmes Music for providing the intro song, We Are One. RV Out West can be found on Instagram and Facebook where you can interact with us and follow along on our RV adventures around the Pacific Northwest. So get out there, explore, and go see what's beyond the horizon.